What makes an asset an asset? And what makes a liability a liability? In other words, when you buy something or sell something, what determines if it is going to make money when you sell it or when you buy it or if it's going to make money while you own it? Robert Kiyosaki suggests that it's up to the buyer or the seller. Something isn't necessarily just a liability or an asset. It's the thinking that goes into it. For instance, could you take liabilities and make them an asset? Something that's historically, traditionally, a liability. For instance, a great example might be watches. It's often pretty popular to buy a watch that's really pricey, that makes you look rich, but might not be indicative of your exact wealth. For instance, someone with a three, four, five, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollar Rolex might be just making a lot, spending a lot, or spending much more than they have, or getting handouts from parents or other relatives, or spending an inheritance. But what if you got a Rolex that appreciated? Is that possible? Absolutely. Do all Rolexes appreciate? No, definitely not. But most watches never have an opportunity to appreciate. Their liabilities, their doodads. They simply cost money, 50 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever it might be, and then they go down in value. Some watches will even last a long time, but they still cost a good amount of money. But to get a Rolex that appreciates doesn't just involve luck, it involves knowledge. Knowledge of what Rolexes actually appreciate or what watches in general appreciate. Which ones should you buy? Which ones have some. I guess, innate meaning to them. When I think of this, I also think of Ferraris. Typically, if you bought a $200,000 or $500,000 Ferrari, it's going to go down in value. But not all Ferraris are like that. A few years ago, Ferrari came out with the Ferrari La Ferrari. And within just a short period of time, the sticker price versus the resale value were completely different. The people that had the opportunity to buy a Ferrari La Ferrari could have made a few hundred thousand dollars by keeping the car just for a couple of years. But what they found is oftentimes those that know the intrinsic value in a Ferrari don't turn around and sell it very quick. So then they're offered more investment Ferraris, more Ferraris that they can keep in their collection that end up becoming not doodads, but serious investments worth sometimes 50 or 100% of what they bought them for, like as in addition to what they bought them for. I remember talking to a Ferrari dealer, a salesman at a dealership in Salt Lake years ago, and he told me about the select list when, for instance, the Ferrari Enzo came out several years ago. A certain list of people in Utah were, and then throughout each state, were invited first to be able to buy the Ferrari Enzo, which, of course, also went up in value. And it went up significantly, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Those type of appreciations it demands that you know about Ferraris. It demands that you've already invested wisely. What about shoes? This is one where oftentimes shoes are disposable. You buy them, you wear them for a year or two or four or five, and boom, you throw them away. But I know someone that buys Michael Jordan shoes, Air Jordans, and he buys them all different types. He doesn't just guess. He doesn't speculate. He invests. He studies. He sees what the market's doing, what colors of Jordans are the best, what years are the best, what Jordans are very unique and appeal to a certain segment that will pay quite a bit more money. So when he or someone he knows buys him a pair of shoes for $150, $200, $300,
seems like a complete waste. Like it's gonna go down and just throw away a few hundred bucks. But not with him. He'll end up making maybe 100, 150 bucks, 200, $400 a pair of shoes. And he'll turn around several pairs of shoes each year while he's in high school. I think of diamonds. Do diamonds always appreciate? No, not necessarily. Are all diamonds created equal? Definitely not. So studying them and knowing them, maybe you know a jeweler and figure out what to do. Again, this isn't about speculation. This is about investing wisely. And even liabilities or perceived liabilities, doodads, can become an asset if we're wise, if we've done our research. Even basketball cards could appreciate. Years and years ago, I bought a $6 card. This was in the late 1980s of a guy named Michael Jordan. It was his rookie card. $6 was a lot of money back then. That same card now goes for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I've even seen it go north of $1,000 for one card. And just a few days ago, there was a report that a Michael Jordan college jersey was sold. It was a jersey that he actually wore in a game and that he was on the cover of the Sporting News. And previously, some of these jerseys, really nice jerseys of famous athletes had sold for tens of thousands of dollars. This one happened to sell for over $1 million. Why? Maybe just of luck, serendipity, or it could be that the investor and the seller understood that this was a rare item. This is one that was only, it was not only worn in during game and the only one known to be around, but is also the one that was worn by Michael Jordan on the cover of the Sporting News. Huh. Knowing your stuff. Maybe it's the knowledge that we have that determines whether something's a liability of an asset. Maybe the timing determines it much more so than luck or speculation. I hope you have the opportunity to buy assets, to notice when something can become an asset instead of a liability, to get income continually, and to get capital gains when you sell. Good luck.